0: The worst day of my life. Welcome. My, my name's Cherish. I'm Laura. And, and I'm just a Booga. Oh, guy. Boogie's,
1: Boogie's just sitting here with us. He's just been he's been hanging out. and He's just blinking
0: his little eyes. He's, in... he's so sleepy. Look at he was like wobbling. Really? He's, yeah. He's trying to not lay this, down. The smoke Really took
1: a toll on him, I think. Holy shit!
0: So we're on day five. Is it five? Really?
1: Yep. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday,
0: Wednesday, Thursday. Jesus, yeah. Day five of our uh, road trip. trip. It's been. F- it's been something. <laughs> it's been
1: fun. It. It's been a blast, but. I think there was a lot of roadblocks put in place that we didn't plan for and couldn't, to be perfectly honest. I got sick, and I thought, like, in our last episode, Cherish and I were both saying, like, Oh, the
0: the smoke smoke is making our throat.
1: No, I got really fucking sick, and thank God Cherish is a beast and was able to drive, because I was so congested, (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't (laughs) breathe out of my nose at all. My throat, I'm still like hacking up.
0: Last night, I felt so bad for you because I just heard you trying so you would be totally asleep and I hear you trying to breathe. You could not through your nose. So you just wake up and go, like a frustrated sigh and then you'd fall back asleep. (laughs)
1: <laughs> just so everyone That's knows so this bad. is news to me i um
0: <sighs>
1: i haven't been this sick for a while and i just got like a cold it just happened
0: not not only <laughs> not only did laura get a cold but she tried so hard to not get a cold coming <laughs> here that she took a week off of work before coming here because someone was sick and she didn't want to i took
1: zinc religiously i've been like taking multivitamins and take like taking time away from people who, like, aren't feeling well, and then... And then you got
0: my baby sick, too. <laughs> I know! I got sick. Like,
1: I feel too poor. Poor Patrick is at home dealing with a sick baby. God.
0: And we're just sitting here drinking wine and eating sushi. Now we
1: are. I... Those first couple days were rough. We We planned to camp the majority of the time, and it turns out... We're just babies now and the world is scary. Place. <laughs> <laughs>
0: we've, we've learned a lot since the last time we camped alone. I think that's the problem. I know too much. I'm I'm scared of Jeffrey Dahmer coming Are you to really? eat me in the night. No, so Jeffrey
1: Dahmer was He's very not gay. To me. He, no, I know.
0: I'm not his, uh, his type of meat. <laughs> yeah.
1: mm. We but went, we went to that campsite. We were going to stay at, like, a cool little off-grid cabin in the whole rainforest. Because I was in the rainforest. And we got there, and it was two miles from the main road. So, like, no cell reception, no
0: nothing. Not just two miles, but two miles of rough. It was super rough. Rough. I mean, we were in an SUV in with pretty large tires. Yep. And it was, it was tough. I can't imagine being able to get back there easily in anything else. No. And the whole way back, we've got video of all this stuff. So it's, it's coming the whole way back. Broken down cars, broken down old dump trucks washing machines. RVs. RVs. Trailers. Uh, We don't know what's in there. It's not. Our Airbnb person's property was very lovely. Very nice. Cabin was adorbs. But all of her neighbor's property on the way out there was so fucking creepy. Well and
1: then when we got to the actual like site let the dog out And he didn't wag his tail once. He was so weird. And it wasn't just because we were in the forest. Like, he. Yeah, there was something. He loves
0: the forest. Right.
1: There was something wrong. Like, he was on alert, and we were just like, fuck this. There's no. There's something. And, you know, who knows? Who knows? But it definitely wasn't a spot where I felt safe. What about Bigfoot? What if it
0: was Bigfoot, there was a big poop by it. Maybe it was a Bigfoot poop. A Bigfoot, that's what I was thinking. (laughs) (laughs) But that was the second day. The first day, we were supposed to spend the night there. Right. We were recording on the way there, planning to go straight there. Yep. But it was, it was really dark.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, and we read the instructions and it was like, pay no attention to the trailer. The trailer that's empty and like broken down. And we were like, you know what? I can't. And I'm so glad we didn't go there. That would have been such a nightmare.
0: So at one point in this drive out, it's our very first like leg of this trip and it's dark. And I told Laura, I was like, you know, I know I already paid for this camping spot, (laughs) but I'm imagining us in this darkness (laughs) (coughs) driving back on two miles of gravel road. And there being a trailer nearby. I feel like I'm not gonna stop staring at that trailer. No all night long. I'm never gonna relax. I'm not gonna sleep. It doesn't sound fun. And Laura was like, Oh, I'm so glad that you just said that because that's <laughs> what I've been thinking this
1: entire Well, and honestly, after taking that road, I don't think we would have found our
0: way. Fuck no. Back we would have gotten there. lost and cried and been scared and <laughs> dude, that would have been so fun fucking it was scary in the daytime it
1: was it was creepy so we stayed in forks which forks is like you know it living in minnesota i i run into a lot of situations where like people are like uh are staring at me and i can feel it but like i hadn't experienced something like that since i was driving to washington from minnesota and i was in North Dakota. Oh. Mm. And I went into this was like while COVID was at its height and I went into a gas station I was wearing a mask and everyone in the gas station was staring at me because nobody was wearing masks.
0: Yeah, that's that's the country town that I'm in. They yep. were like, "What's wrong with right. you?"
1: Right.
0: And so That
1: was some shit. And, like, again, love you so much, Celeste. Took some photos in front of of some funny vampire things. But, yeah, that was, like, some weird, like... And, of course, like, Cherish and I are walking around looking like a lesbian couple. And that's fine. It is.
0: But it very much, like, not... Not what they're used to seeing around there. Not only that, but, like, it just has this dark even the hotel we ended up getting that it was creepy it was well it didn't have
1: any well I guess this one doesn't have any windows except for that one either it was creepy I got so every other room that we've stayed in since then I've been like it's fine like I can sleep with the lights off or like have something dim like off in the Uh but I woke up in the middle of the night because I was feeling super duper sick and I had to like, turn on the main light in the room because I kept getting freaked out. Like, I felt like something was watching me or I was like, Mm. it fucking creeped me. It creeped me out. Booga had really bad diarrhea.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah, he did. He was just shitting. All night long. All night. Every two hours, he was waking me up. Oh, my God. That was the first night. Second day, we tried to go to that cabin. Nope. Left. Then what did we do? Where do we stay the second day? Where did we stay? Where where are we now? Did we go
1: to an Airbnb? Oh, that's when I found the really cool one. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then Laura found this. It was marked down like like 50% Mm -hmm. or something in Joyce. Was it? Mm Mm-hmm. Right outside of Port Townsend? It was. No, what's the other one? Where Alex used to live. Port Angeles, right outside of Port Angeles. Really cute Airbnb, like cherish passed out on the futon downstairs. I went to sleep on the king size bed upstairs. Princess style.
0: Princess. I'm a princess. Hard. You made me ramen. Yep. Princess style. I made funny, fancy ramen with
1: a poached egg.
0: (laughs) But dude, that place was so, it was so comfortable after we had spent... (laughs) It's so- it was so nice. I thought we were... I thought we were... I thought we were real tough, but... I mean, I just don't... I don't have the balls that I used
1: to, and I also am just way too aware, and I also... I feel It's like- a good thing. Right. It's a
0: good thing that we don't... That we're not so fucking oblivious that well, we Well, when would- I was younger, I know that, like... Because I, again, like, traveled alone a lot.
1: I... Was very ballsy, but I also know that I was a lot more limber and I'm definitely stronger now, but like, I feel like I was quicker Mm -hmm. than, you know, like if somebody, I knew one of these days I'll tell the story of when I escaped being roofied, but like, I could just like get, yep, go. Anyways, um, we did that. We got to see the most Northern part of the United States. Oh. That was beautiful. That like, was maybe my favorite spot. That was absolutely my favorite spot. So day three, I um, got my period. Yeah, and I was sick. Yep, really sick. Like when we were pulling into the <laughs> Full Airbnb forwarded. from the <laughs> from the first place, I could not breathe <clears throat> yeah. out of either of my nostrils. My throat hurts so bad; it was like hard to focus. And so the next day, we got some... We wanted to get pho, but the pho place was closed. <laughs> I'm getting, like, pissy and PMSy. And so we got it. We got some food. We went to Fort Woden. <laughs> Fort Woden <laughs> were Park. We were, we were going to go somewhere else after that. We were like, yeah, we'll do, like, a whole bunch of shit, which, like, we probably would have. But we're walking around on the beach, and... <laughs> everything's fine. Cherish is doing her thing. I'm doing my thing. Booga's in between is. We go to get in the car and Cherish, honestly, like very kind of like calmly and nonchalantly is like, I don't have the key. I don't have the fob. And I was like, what? And she just says, I don't have the, the piece that clicks into this. And I was like,
0: oh, okay. So my car key <laughs> is so fucking stupid. So the, it, the key fob, okay. it's okay, Book. It's just okay. somebody closing their door. They can close their door. So the key fob unlocks, locks everything, and turns the car on and off. Yep. So there's a button on it that you push it, and you can pull out a manual key if, I guess, if your fob. The battery dies then you have a and manual to get key
1: into the car not to start it no nope. to get in
0: just to get in it doesn't start it <laughs> so we're on a road trip we don't know anybody i was taking pictures on the edge of the water as i fucking do i had plenty totally had, normal no it's not i had plenty of pictures of it already i needed <laughs> i did not need the, i didn't need them Whatever. Go
1: easy on okay. yourself. That happened. <laughs> so and you have to push a button. On either and the, side.
0: And Two then, buttons. Then the like electronic part comes free from the manual key part. The manual key part was on a key ring. The key ring was on a carabiner, which was clipped to my belt loop and then put into my pocket. So all my keys were not only clipped to me but in my pocket and I'm like I'm super safe, right? Not super safe. It was not super I safe. I bent down. Me squatting down to take pictures of these <laughs> stupid fucking water. <laughs> managed to push the butt, the button on one side with my butt cheek, <laughs> the other side with my pocket, then simultaneously Squeezed squeeze it out. <laughs> squeeze the electronic part, hold on to it while my my body pulls the rest of the keys from my pocket. So the manual piece was still on the key ring. The electronic piece detached and then b- came out of my pocket and then landed in the ocean and w- went to Canada. We're assuming because
1: once... So when Cherish told me it was missing... I, you know, she immediately was like, shit, what do we do? And I was like, it's fine. It's okay. We're going to find it. Like, I can always find these things. I was like, it's okay. We'll just look along the beach. It's no big deal. It'll be fine. So we both kind of angrily walked to the beach, obviously, because like, fuck this. We're like ready to go. I'm super sick. Cherish is probably just like ready to go.
0: And we walk up and down the beach two times and the tide is coming in nothing in right in and in. So I know it fucking took it. I know exactly when we looked along the beach. And then I realized like the dog is in the
1: car. And if anybody were to find this fob, they could just take off. Like you don't need the whole thing. So I was like, I'm going to go back. I'm going to check on Booga just in case. And cherish comes back to the car. And I ask her if she's found anything. I'm, like, kind of, like, in the back of my mind. Like, she's going to walk up. and She's
0: going to have it. She didn't have it. Uh, I kept thinking you were going to have it, too. (laughs) She's going to show up with it.
1: I was, like... I... In every other situation, I've found things like that. And it had to have gotten swept away. I know. By... And... Oh! So, the funniest part is this first time... (laughs) Not the funniest part. This is all fucking hilarious. (laughs) Now. The (laughs) first time that we go to look, we kind of like go separate ways. I'm closer to the shore and Cherish is a little further back because we can't see, she was wearing sandals. We can see where my boots were, but we couldn't see where Cherish's sandals were, where she was walking. And so I see this woman and she's just kind of walking the beach. And I said, Hey, uh, if you see a key fob, would you let me know? And she says, a what? And I said, oh, like a key, like a, you know, that you like unlock the car with. And she looks at me and she says, do you believe in angels? (laughs) And I looked at her and I honestly wanted to slap her because I was like, bitch, I lost my fucking key.
0: (laughs) I don't have time for this. What the fuck are you doing?
1: And uh, I was like, what? And she says, do you believe in angels? And I was like, okay, she actually said it. And I said, I don't now like full disclosure i am if i did not have a son i would i'm bordering on nihilism like there is no meaning we are so insignificant (laughs) in this world i don't believe in fucking anything and i feel like it's also really clear just looking at me like bitch no i don't believe in fucking (laughs) angels are you high look at my face look at me um, and I was like, I don't know. And she says, well, whenever I lose anything, I pray to the angels and they return it to me. And I was like, huh, cool. Could you, well, you
0: mind? Uh, I mean-
1: and she kind of like caught a hint and she was like, uh, if I, <laughs> well, if I see it, I'll let you know. And I was like, great. Thanks. Now it also goes. Like this whole time that we're walking along the beach, this woman keeps looking at me and like, she's like stopping me and asking me if we've had any luck. She did make sure to tell me that while praying to the angels, I had to have some faith. And I did tell her, well, I'm not sure we're going to have any luck. <laughs> That's next. It's not. That's a tall order. Yeah. So anyways, she's helping us look. And I'm like, I am not an outgoing person. And I'm asking everybody Uh there's like so many people that I was like hey have you seen a key fob have you seen a key fob everybody's looking for it (laughs) meanwhile cherish is (laughs) (laughs) I walk back and I'm like cool as a cucumber because full like again full disclosure in these situations I'm like even Stevens like there's always I always I told cherish like my mantra is there's always a loophole Mm -hmm. because there's always a fucking loophole. It's never like definitive. There's always something. And I (laughs) I get back from looking on the beach and Cherish's red face crying. (laughs) Sweating. And I'm like shaking. (laughs) And I'm like, ventilating. I open the door. I'm like, okay, she's got Patrick on the phone. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa.
0: You like no, no! Don't call him. I didn't want Patrick to fix. I didn't Patrick. want him to fix it either, but I did need him to fix the panic attack. Oh, absolutely! Because he's he's the master at that, and and the panic attack was not even about necessarily the fact that we were <laughs> he like was stuck. So
1: She looked so insane, and there was no warning. I could kind of hear it, like, when I walked up to the car, and I was like, that's not Cherish. That's not, it was Cherish. Oh, I just, I just, I just, 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 just,
0: (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, oh my god, no. Laura and I have never spent time alone together, and we've (laughs) on. Saw each other
1: panic. Hard. Well, so so this happens oh. with Cherish, and Patrick's talking her through it, and I'm telling her, I was like, "Listen, you're really
0: like fucking stop." I, I was like, "Hey, <laughs> that's not gonna help." I was you, like- I, I, can't, "I can't, I can't, control it, Laura." <laughs> what I, I said know. was, "I, I know." Was like,
1: I was like, "We gotta stay calm. Right. We're not gonna get anything done. Of course, it's okay. Everything's gonna be fine." Like. We're, we're going to be all right. It's not, it's okay. And so I was like, I'm just going to leave this situation because it was out of my hands. Like I, you know, did not have the capacity to handle that. Patrick had it under control. Shout out to Patrick forever and always. But like, I didn't have the capacity. So as I'm walking the beach, I start receiving messages from my ex-husband and without going into a ton of detail. We don't have a good history. He has a history of acting like a total turd. Uh And that's a nice way of putting it. Uh And so in order to take this trip, so again, my son, I wanted to bring my son on this trip. And he got in the way of me bringing my son. And so that was a whole whatever. And he knew that I was taking this trip solo. Now, I left on Friday and he chose.
0: <laughs> the this, fucking the Thursday
1: or that, whatever it was Tuesday. It was fucking Tuesday, Tuesday. While I was stranded on the beach, to start harassing me and telling me that he was going to show up at our support people's houses and harass them and try to take my son. hmm And so <sighs> I'm panicking and I'm communicating with everybody. Completely helpless.
0: Thousands, completely of, miles thousands of
1: miles away. Miles away. And I'm trying to like you know, communicate with the family that's watching him and they're not being much help. And, you know, trying to make sure, like trying to do, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Damage control, contacting people, being like, if you hear from this person, please just disregard it. Like he's threatening to contact teachers, principals, all my friends. (laughs) Meanwhile, I'm like, I'm stranded on the beach. I just want to leave. I just want. (laughs) And up until I start getting these messages, I'm completely calm. Right. But my PTSD kicks in and this guy is a piece of shit. And he's just like, he's like, oh, you poor victim. I can't. So he had set up um, parent teacher conferences outside of his parenting time and came in real hot and was like, whatever you have to say, it doesn't matter. I'm showing up at so and so's house. And I was like, you're not showing up at anybody's house. And nobody wants you showing up at their house. And when I think back, I think probably me telling him that nobody wants him showing up or calling them was the trigger. But, like, you know what? It's the truth. If you act like a crazy person and you throw temper tantrums like a baby man, then maybe you should just expect that outcome. And, like, honestly, co-parent, I hope you're listening. (laughs) Like, I fucking hope. Like, please. Yeah. It just, like... Come on. So I'm dealing with this and I walk back to the car and it's funny because like our panic definitely shows itself in very different ways. And I just like (laughs) tunnel vision and cannot focus on anything else. And Cherish is like still kind of panicking in the car. (laughs) She's trying to talk to me. And I was like, I can't right now. And I'm on the verge of tears and I'm trying to just figure out like, how am I going to solve this issue Right now, because my only concern is, is my son safe? Is and his your son-
0: fucking phone was dying. My phone was dying. <laughs> that was the part that it was. It was at like
1: 10%. <sighs> and so, you know, I'm calling person A, person B, person C. They're like trying to talk me through it and telling me they can't do anything to help. I'm uh-huh. talking to the people who are watching him. And they're just like, we well, just feel like the, the language that. Because I had to text my ex husband. And the people that are watching my son and say, this is what's happening with the schedule. You're not changing it. Do not show up at anybody's houses unannounced. And I was like, if you're unsafe to take Arlo, then these people are going to keep him. Mm -hmm. And they were just like, we just feel like the language you're using is kind of aggressive. Like, yeah, it fucking (laughs) is. Because this guy's a fucking maniac. Yeah, like no idea. No excuse for this. So anyways, <coughs> so we're freaking out about that. Patrick is finally like...
0: No, so even while you're dealing with that, oh, I'm, calling, looking... I'm calling place after place after place after place, <coughs> looking for locksmiths, looking for, I called my Hyundai customer service. I called... Yeah, I'm calling everywhere... Trying to get someone to help us just make, like, we have to make a new key fob or something. I can't figure out what to do because we're so far away from home. And. Well, and everybody's like, we can't do that. Yeah, exactly. We can't do it. And they're like, call this place. I call that place. They're like, we can't do that. I call this place. They're like, we don't do that. Or you're out of our service area. Or we can't do that. And I, like, the final place that I called, I, like, that person had to think I was fucking crazy cause I did not hang up the phone I like threw it and started crying oh my when God. they said they couldn't help me I was like so fucking done that's when my panic attack started that's when I started hyperventilating yep. because my PTSD was triggered by the fact that I had lost something where if I'm with Patrick I know I know he's gonna just like stay calm Mm -hmm. Find it, fix it. No big deal. And, like, I haven't traveled, or, I don't know, I just haven't done anything with you before. Yeah. And my brain was like, oh, fuck, you lost it, you fucked up, Mm -hmm. you fucking ruined everything, you're the worst, you, you know, so my, I was like, oh, 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 God. And then I just started fucking hyperventilating, and I was like, I gotta call Patrick, I I can't, I was like, I'm gonna pass out, I gotta call Patrick. Yeah, you were real... That's, that's my panic attack. I hyperventilate. I just... I can't stop the...
1: Well, yeah. And that's I try very... to...
0: And it's still... It's too fast. Yeah. And it makes me pass out.
1: Well, We yeah, always very... So anyways, then <laughs> we figure out that Patrick's coming. I've got things handled for the most part. I reached out to, you know, a couple of really close friends and we're like, hey... If I need you to take Arlo, can you pick him up tomorrow? They said, yeah, absolutely. Like, let's just talk. I ended up talking to her later that night. And Patrick ended up showing up with the key.
0: Yeah, Patrick had my other key. And he drove... Two and a half hours. Both ways. Yep. So five hours total to come to us and bring us a key, unlock the fucking thing... And then drove straight back home. Yep. To take care of the baby.
1: Well, and it was so, it was such a huge relief because it was like, (sighs) that was just a whole bunch of bullshit all at once. And then we got to our hotel room. I don't even really remember being in that hotel room. I do. It was set up like this because I was just ready to pass the fuck out. I feel like that was yesterday. And so we... No, yesterday was Uncle Rick's house. I know. Uncle Rick's house was great. (sighs) So since then, but it's interesting because, so I was talking to Cherish today and we went to this cool little brewery in Tacoma and, um, my first inclination in those situations is to immediately get angry without any reason. Like Mm -hmm. it wasn't her fault. It wasn't like she, and I could have done the same fucking thing. Like I, but my brain immediately was like, well, Why the fuck did she put? Uh, Why the fuck did she put in her back pocket? Like, and I had to like take a step back and be like, "Bitch, you would have done the same thing." Like, shut up, you know. And so, why'd you drop that?
0: would you drop that thing the in the water? What were you
1: thinking? And I never, I never said anything like that to her. Mm-hmm. Like, made her feel. I hope that there was like anything no. wrong. but, but my I just, brain was doing the same thing right, to myself. Right. But I just walked time. away, and was like, "I'm just gonna take this time to comb the beach and like." Be productive instead of be an asshole. And we were talking about like how important it is because like we all have those little shitty things that we do to kind of just like take a step back and not be that asshole piece of shit person.
0: And if you if you slip and you become that asshole, it Fine. totally happens, but just say i'm I'm so sorry i (laughs) totally like that's that's a that's a little trigger for me it slipped out and i yep you didn't deserve that i'm sorry
1: well and that was like later i was like hey i could have been way more supportive and i'm really sorry i was just wrapped up in my own shit and cherish of course was like we're just a good team we're a good team that was like that was good i did think it was really funny that we were so completely opposite of like (laughs) And I, but I also wasn't surprised. At right? All.
0: Yeah, that doesn't like me.
1: Super funny that I was like, "Okay, tunnel vision," Uh-huh. and Cherish was like, <laughs> Patrick, "Patrick, Patrick, the Patrick. world!"
0: No. So, oh. so then we. So Patrick drove two and a half hours, got there. Yep. We just, we got a hotel room in Port Townsend. We were at Fort Warden State Park for... Hours. How? I I don't know. I don't even want to think about it. I have no idea. It was a long, it was a very, very long day. It was beautiful. It was a beautiful place to be trapped. It was so safe. Dude, every... I'm fucking, I'm so scared of being murdered. I've noticed it on this trip. You are very scared of being murdered. I know. Um, that's interesting that you're scared of being
1: murdered. I'm scared of being kept alive and tortured. Oh, yeah. Anyways, there's a new fear for you. Sorry. <laughs> that, sounds, that sounds, worse. <laughs> Thanks. Does, does, no, I'm thinking does, about
0: it. <laughs> I'm so, here to help. I, but So at that park, it was like every single person, every single car that drove past us. I spun my head around, I looked, and I was like, is that some fucking weirdo in some fucking <laughs> weird van and he's going to be stirring? And it was like an old couple. Yeah. It was like women with little toddlers. Yeah, and everybody like, was super... It was like the safest feeling yep. crowd came and went from there where I never even... It was fucking beautiful. I need to eat a weed candy. It okay. wasn't... It was not smoky yet. Like, Ugh. it was, it wasn't too hot, <laughs> we had water, we had food, we had everything we fucking needed, except we were panicking a little fucking bit. Just a
1: little
0: bit. I I just, that's just such a trigger for me, because my, my second ex-husband would shame me so hard if I lost anything. I and I that. lose a lot of things you have only been hanging out with me for a few days you can see yeah she's a funny messy bitch my life is a mess dude <laughs> like it's it's rough i got to write everything <coughs> down i got to focus really hard if i'm going to keep track of anything and it's it's just me for me, me the quirks yeah, um well i think
1: i there's a lot of similarities that i he and i have that i've noticed over the past like year Rochelle,
0: so. my second ex husband is uh laura's brother if you weren't aware
1: talking about these things like i know it's very easy to fall into that role and i've totally been that person i've totally been that shitty person of uh, shaming people for the things that they
0: it's suck at
1: and i don't you know for him i don't even know if it was how it was he was raised or if it's just like a personality trait or like a symptom of mental illness that just gets passed on okay. or maybe it's that sense of like self-righteousness that we absolutely have which I will absolutely like every partner I've been this is like you so fucking self-righteous like yeah I'm the best go fuck yourself uh-huh. okay? I'm a beautiful angel and uh-huh. you're a piece of shit yeah it's something I've been working on don't. but <laughs> don't you're, you're perfect. perfect but you gotta just I don't know Everybody has that, though. Everybody has those shitty personality traits. And, like, you need to take a step back when you feel
0: them coming on because you fucking know when they're coming on. Mm Mm-hmm. I do it. I do it. And I've, like, especially my thing is just, like, when I'm PMSing Mm -hmm. and a child is like, mom, 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 mom. And I'm listening to someone else or Mm -hmm. trying or, like, on a phone call or whatever. Like, that's when I'll... Nap Mm -hmm. real loud and quick, and I feel bad immediately. Mm -hmm. And I go, I'm so sorry. You need to give me a minute. Yep. And just like, but I will apologize immediately and be like, I'm sorry. There was a lot going on in my brain right then, and that made me freak out. Yep. And Rowan totally understands that because that happens in his brain too. Mm -hmm. Like that, like too much, too much noise, and like ugh, Mm -hmm. you know. But man, that overstimulation. That, yeah, but losing stuff is like <sighs> it's a huge, scary thing for me. And with Patrick, I finally, after five years, have learned to just like that it's okay, mm-hmm. and just ask him. He'll find it. He loves it. It's like a mission for him that he wants to accomplish. Yep. and he is into it, and he's never well, going to give was me my shit. Thing
1: too was, and when he showed up, he was like. Where did you guys lose it? And I was like, dude. No. This whole time, Trish was like, you're like Patrick. You're like Patrick. And I was like, yeah, I can always fucking find something. And I was like, Patrick, I'm telling you, man, I looked along the entire shore. It's not anywhere. I would have fucking found it by now. Yeah. I was looking for, like, shimmers in the, like, there, it was fucking nowhere. And I
0: totally know when it came out of my pocket. And I know I was standing in the waves. Mm-hmm. And they were on my feet. And I know it just got deeper and deeper after that, mm-hmm. I know it took him. It's fine. I was just like Patrick. Don't just, just give me your key fob. Shut the fuck up. Go home. No, I'm just kidding. Go home. <laughs> Go. He's such. Oh my god! I cannot believe. So that was that was a day, and that was a that was a difficult time for us emotionally. We both cried real hard that day. And then we went to the hotel room. We passed the fuck out yep. hard after Patrick came and rescued us. Like the amazing creature that he is. Mm-hmm. Ring, ring. Hello? Cherish, you're not going to believe this. <gasps> what? You know how I normally struggle with the D? Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, well, you're not, you're not gonna believe this. Uh, today, I strangely had a very rare occurrence of something known as the C.
1: Constipation.
0: Oh no. (laughs) Have you ever heard about colon broom? Colon broom? No. It cleanses your colon and helps create regular bowel movements, improving digestion and your gut health. Holy mackerel. Does it help your weight goals become easy to reach? And is it keto and fasting friendly? Yes, it is. Whoa. And if you use promo code WORSTDAY10, you can get $10 off and free shipping. No way. Way. Whoa, you should probably get yourself some colon broom and fix that C problem you've got. I agree. Okay, Uh, thanks. Bye-bye. Holy shit, Cherish, where did you get that really cute strawberry pipe? I got it at shopcannastyle.com. What is that? It is this beautiful website where you can get the cutest pipes, bongs, smoking accessories ever. They've got things that look like cactuses. They've got pipes that look like cherries and flowers and uh, berries and celestial themed things. Stuff with mushrooms on it. It's all just really super adorable. Whoa. And if you use... Promo code: the worst day of my life. In all caps, you get 10% off. Go to shopcannastyle.com, use our promo code, and get yourself something cute. Yeah, or something cute for somebody you love. Let's do it. Uh, let's do it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Bye. bye, bye. So now we're on day four. Day four was we went from Port Townsend to Whidbey Island. To Whidbey Island, where we met Uncle Rick. Oh, my God. Dude,
1: Uncle Rick. So we we drove around Whidbey Island. We stopped a couple places. We got a beer. We did, like, normal girlfriend shit. Us,
0: we had pumpkin spice
1: lattes. We've been getting pumpkin spice lattes this whole time. Give a fuck. And Cherish found a cool Airbnb. We stopped, and this man came out. He was just the sweetest. He had the coolest little dog. Booga got along with his dog really cool. Well, I cannot remember the name of his dog, but the story behind her name was really cool. Greek mythology, a nymph that mm-hmm. of protection, basically. Mm-hmm. And he just had a very. It was clear that he
0: lived a very full life. Dude, this place was like he. Did he? He build built it? it. He built. He built the whole it. Fucking thing. All of the wood in there was milled from trees that he cut down on his own property. His dog was fucking precious. Everything in there was, like, a beautiful and comfortable. Yep. Fun- functional. Well, he was
1: so kind. I, like,
0: you know. Laura does I, not
1: like men. No. I do, however, so I'm an old man. Just like I am. Mm-hmm. And this man, I have a respect for it. For old men like that, that like work with their hands, and are—they
0: just know the world, you know. That's why you like. That's why you like Patrick too. I think. Yeah. Like he's a grandpa. That's what I love him. I love that about him. But this guy was so cool. He was like, he was warm, friendly, genuine, not creepy in the even slightest little bit. And we were staying in. It was like. Half the house was ours. Then there's a little, like, breezeway in the Mm -hmm. middle. And then the other half was his. Everything was fucking beautiful. Handmade. Oh, my God. It was so nice. It was so cute. and it was so cool. He just, yeah, he just walked us through. And then the dogs got
1: to play. His dog was really nice. He took
0: a selfie with us.
1: Yeah, we posted that. He, yeah. And you know what's... I told Cherish this, like, several times. I, when I was hitchhiking down the 101... I met a lot of people like him, like world travelers that were just very like, not afraid to hitch, <laughs> hitch up a titch hiker, pick hit, up a hitch, hitchhiker. Um, and just wanted Them to, to be talk to someone.
0: Yeah. Or like, yeah. Have like exchange stories. Yeah. He reminds me a lot of Ireland. Megan's dad. Really? Yeah. He's very much like, he's just an older guy, but like, so sweet and unthreat like non threatening and yeah. just wants to like be your buddy. Right. But Ireland Megan's dad will also drink and then he'll like you'll try to walk away and he'll like grab your oh. elbow and like keep talking to you about shit and you like it's all right. very Irish. All right. I
1: yeah. I got no I gotta go. Tom. I really I have encountered a lot of people like Rick in my life and I very yeah, I really like that interaction. You know, I not that he reminded me of Papa, but in interactions like that, I find semblances mm-hmm. of him.
0: And I think, like... That's where you find the comfort in that.
1: Yeah. There's,
0: like, a very... That makes sense. I I
1: feel so, like, comfortable. And he was just... He was so stoked to see me this morning. Like, we... Rick and I broke down super hard. We were besties. And he came out, he let the dog out, and we were swapping stories about the dogs, and I was telling him about riding trains, and he was telling me about his travels. And it was, it's just so cool because I feel like once you reach that age, you're past the point of, like, trying to impress anyone Uh or, like, trying to be, To be anything other than, like, who you are. And I have so much respect for those people because, like, Samesies, dude, like, he's just, he's just, like, I just want to tell you these things. I just want to talk to you. And, like, he missed his daughter. He was talking about his 20-year-old daughter who was traveling the world, and he was very proud of that.
0: Oh, my God. I have to tell you this. So, I, he messaged me after we left and asked for a copy of the selfie that we took. Yeah with him and we sent it to him and then i said p.s you are referred to as uncle rick now and he said happy to have y'all as nieces Mm -hmm. dude i could have stayed there for so much longer though Mm -hmm. it was like it was like up it was in whidbey island you go up this like nice dark woodsy driveway and then it's just it's like you're in the woods over at uncle rick's house and it's so nice. It
1: reminded me, I don't know if I've told this story on the podcast yet. Do it. I was hitchhiking with my friend Morgan who I've mentioned before and we were on the 101 either on the border of Oregon and California. It doesn't matter where the fuck it was. It was just on the 101. We got picked up by this woman in a little minivan and she asked us if we wanted to come home with her for the night which like people would frequently do. <coughs> she picks us up ask us if we want to go home with her. We say, yeah, sure. We pull into her property and she says, you know, I live on an old commune. I'm the only person who lives here now. This is so funny. And she was so kind. She was so warm, so sweet. Didn't really have time to do like a walkthrough. I don't think. So she set us up in the like sauna yoga room, which was whatever. And I smoked a little bit of weed. Morgan didn't smoke weed, so I was smoking all the weed. And I rolled myself a joint, smoked some weed, and then I got paranoid. And I was like, "There's only a lock on the outside of the store." <gasps> you pointed that out. I'm like, "That's something yeah. I watch out for." Yeah, because I... that means you can be locked in, and I... it just kind of freaks no, me thanks. out. And so, I was like, "We gotta go." And Morgan was like, "Are you sure?" And I was like, "Yeah." I got the ick, like, we gotta go. So we pack up all our shit, and we go to the main A-frame. It was this awesome, like, A-frame loft. We knocked on the door, and we were like, we gotta leave. And the lady was like, what? She was, like, very taken aback. And we, she finally, like, you know, drug it out of us that we had seen the lock on the outside. And she said, oh, I can't remember. I think she said it was there because, like, the door got blown open by the wind or something but Mm. she was like you can just sleep in here like if you're that it's okay if you're freaked out like you can yeah she knew i was stoned (laughs) she knew i was stoned and paranoid and you know she lived on a hippie commune for the past 20 years or whatever the fuck anyways we slept there and we woke up in the morning and that was actually where i learned to give my dogs raw eggs to help their coats Mm. because she had this huge bowl she had like four or five fucking dogs. She had a huge bowl that she would just fill up with kibble and crack chicken eggs from her chickens into, and they would all just eat together. And then they'd good, just go scatter mm. along the property. But he reminded me a lot of that. Just like that same kind of like, yeah, just Comfort like come from here, a stranger. Yeah, come here and feel safe. And like, I can be your stop to just make you exhale because yeah. the world is like a scary place. And I remember feeling like that about her too. And like exhaling because I experienced so many near death experiences while being on the road that by the time I had met Morgan towards the end of my traveling career, I was like very on edge, very like
0: suspicious.
1: Well, and I could always trust my intuition to, like, tell me, but then if I would, like, smoke weed or something, that wasn't to be trusted. I would just get, like, paranoid and weird, and I wouldn't know how to differentiate the two. But anyways, Rick reminded me of that. And he reminded me of, like, what I think of when I think of, like, a Washingtonian professor.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he seems like he'd teach at
1: Evergreen State College something really I don't know. It was so nice waking up and, and talking with him this morning, though, and he was just, he was pumped that the that the dogs got along, and, yeah, and then we were on our way, and then the wildfires kicked our asses. Oh, God. And so, like, today is the first day, today is Thursday, and it's the first day that I haven't felt, like, utter garbage this entire time. And it's not like I had, like, body aches or anything, but I definitely had a gnarly fucking cold, and so, like didn't want to be Cherish was joking around earlier and being like it maybe was good that you were sick <laughs> because i feel like you have your activity <laughs> yeah your activity levels down because yeah usually i'd be up at like five thirty, being like all right bitch let's go i'm driving
0: yeah and that's not gonna work with me so. but
1: this was perfect because i really i mean i don't know i really felt shitty but
0: it was perfect because you felt shitty <laughs> because I was able to just slow down a little bit. She was okay with, like, a one-mile hike instead of, like, you know... Five? Five, six, seven. I still ran part of the way. Yeah, waking up on Woodby Island today was so lovely. It was, like, birds chirping in the woods. Well, we had such a...
1: We made a fire last night. I made a fire. I made a fire. And... (laughs) you was such a good fire thank you I needed that and um yeah it was just like it was chill you know it was very chill that's what we needed so bad
0: last night though we've needed a bit of chill time
1: well I think both of us go pretty hard I always think it's funny because I always joke around like whenever I get sick it's my body just being like stop stop you need to slow the fuck down and it was definitely coming Because leading up to this trip, I worked myself into the ground. Like, I was, like, really trying to, like, make sure that everybody was good to go. I mean, I haven't been away for a week from my jobs in a while. And, like, these people depend on me for their day-to-day shit. Like, everything that they need. And that my main family was on vacation. And so I knew that they didn't need me. But my other families also really depend on me to, like, come and get their lives in order. Not that they can't do it themselves. I totally believe in them.
0: But, like, I'm happy to help. Oh, man. I need that in my life so bad. I wish I could I do that I didn't even know that it was, like, a thing. And now oh, um, every my God. time I hear you talk about it, I'm like, fuck, dude, I need that so bad. I
1: just need to start my business so that I can send people out your way. Yeah. But it's my favorite thing in the world. And it's so funny because I do, when I first started doing it, I didn't feel like I really applied it to my own life, but now I've learned to, and it's like, I take, a cool thing about my job is like, so for instance, I go grocery shopping endlessly for my fucking job, which is probably where I picked up the stupid fucking cold.
0: That's my worst nightmare. I hate grocery shopping.
1: Well, fine, because I frequent the same grocery stores. I know the grocery stores. I have the map figured out, so when I write out my grocery list, I do it, like, in order, right? And I'm super good at it. I can be in and out in 10 to 15 minutes. Super quick. Super good at bagging groceries because a lot of the grocery stores back in Minnesota, like, you bag your own. So there's, like, all of these these little things that I, like, I absolutely love to do for these people because for me it's, like, not a big deal because it's, like, second nature. Like, grocery shopping easy. Not a big deal. Meal planning. That's super fucking easy. I know what you like. I know what you need for it. I know what you have stocked in the pantry. Awesome. I know what I can like prep for you because it's not just meal planning. It's like, you know, say you're going to have like Buddha bowls is something that I put on a lot of menus. Say you're going to have that. I'll roast all the fucking vegetables. So all you have to do is just like throw it in. Right. Or like You know, on the day, for instance, one of the families, I work for them only on Thursdays. So I like show up, walk their dog, put a meal plan together. I'll like tidy up her kitchen, clean up her house a little bit, run whatever errands she wants me to run. And like, honestly, I end up doing therapy sessions. I do like that is a huge part of my job is like listening. Yeah. Yeah. And people just want to hear like, you're doing a good job and you're going to be okay. Like, And it's so funny because all these women are like, I'm just going to pay you to be my friend. And I'm like, don't fucking say that. Like, I'm I'm more than happy to, like, go grab a glass of wine with you. Like, that's totally fine. You don't have to pay me to, like, talk to you. I'll talk to you while I'm fucking, you know, whatever, tidying up your kitchen or prepping dinner for the night. But on those days, on Thursdays, I'll prep dinner for them so that when she's done with work and her husband's done with work, it's just ready and it's there. So awesome. And then my family that I work for five days a week, I do that. But then I also grab their kid from the bus and make sure that her homework is done. And we just, like, have a really cool killer relationship. Yeah. I for a lot. But it's such a cool, like, service to provide for people because people really appreciate it. Right. They really... And I, like, I don't... It's not like I need my
0: ego stroked. No, but, dude, providing something that people... Like, appreciate it feels so fucking rewarding. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, I understand that well, completely.
1: And beyond that, I know as a mom, when I take the time to do those things for myself before I leave for work, I'm so relieved when I get back
0: home. Your life is so much easier. It's
1: so great if I've like thrown something in the crock pot or I've prepped something or I always make sure that I, like, clean the kitchen up and everything. So I'm always just like, if I fucking come home and it's a mess, I'm going to lose my mind. But, like... We
0: re- we reset. Mm-hmm. That's what we do. But but it's such a huge deal. Mm-hmm. It feels so much better if you come home. And I
1: love else. doing that. Like, I love knowing that these people are not having to stress about this stuff. So you know? Awesome. I really... I have a dream of starting some sort of business or company or something where I can employ other people to do this. Because, honestly, I had no idea that I would have the amount of interest that I do. Because now, like, a lot of people in Minneapolis know about me. Like, and they're all like, how do I get in with Laura? Like, you don't. I'm booked now. You gotta
0: charge more. Too.
1: Yeah. Twice I will eventually. Double it. That's what uh, Christina, that I work for on Thursdays, she's like, I shouldn't tell you this, but you could charge so much more yeah, for what you do. Yeah, do it, do it. Um, there's
0: no reason. Not she's to do always
1: it. like, "You should raise your prices," but not for me. Um, yeah. But, but it's true. I mean, I um, but there's also that like, I want to make my services accessible to people. You
0: still can. But I You fucking know. You know, you're the people that are paying for your services
1: oh yeah yeah.
0: they're fine right
1: well it is nuts because I like so I intentionally live a very I wouldn't necessarily say I live a pretty modest life I'm pretty like I mean I have nice you're not soups booge no I I like to have a cozy space but like the people that I work for have like really nice spaces and it's funny because I was telling Cherish, like I get to house sit for them. So I get kind of like a taste of it. But then I'm like, oh, I get to go home to my little yeah. hole in the wall. I get to house sit the beginning of November. Yeah. And it's like a little Airbnb. It's like a little vacation. But, like extra fancy. Yeah. yeah. And and also, not only that, I'm like super comfortable there because I basically live there
0: yep. half of the week. You know, like. I was explaining this to a friend of mine because he's like, he's just started a handyman business Mm -hmm. and most of his clients are like really sweet elderly women. And Mm -hmm. he like, you know, he's doing, he's doing fine, but they've all told him he should charge more and he could charge more and whatever. And he, he just feels bad about, about doing it. He feels like a scumbag. Right. Charging more. I was like, they're telling you. Right. And When you think about services and money as an exchange of like, I hate the word energy, but like, that's what I'm thinking of. But like an exchange of like good things, Yep. that's all they've got to give to you is money. And they want to give it to you so bad because what you're giving them is worth so much more than that to them. And they're telling you that. And there's no, like, I've had to talk myself into this a million times in photography because it's like. Every time I I raise my prices, I might lose a client that I've had for a long time. And I worry about it every time. Because I'm like, I don't want them to feel like I'm like, oh, thank you. Like I'm going for the next tier of like some snobby, bougie, whatever. (sighs) That's not it at all. It's that like, I've learned more now. I've got better equipment. I've got better, I'm faster. I'm, you know, like all of those things add to everything. And just the, the experience that you give, you give people the whole point being like, if people are willing to pay you more, that's because you right. deserve it.
1: Well, I think it's, it's hard though. I mean, absolutely. But when you love what you're, you do, it's hard. It's I don't real, know what to yeah. tell you. Yeah. It's hard to put a price on it. And it's, it's something that I didn't really understand. I've always dated artists
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I've always helped them price their stuff. And every single artist that I've dated, I've been like, come on, you can charge more for this. Like, this is amazing. And they're just like, really? And now I get it where I'm like, Mm -hmm. it's really hard to put a price on what you love. Like, that's a very tough, like, I would do this for you for free because it's just what
0: makes me happy. Like, that's, I fall into that all the time.
1: We have to close this
0: out soon. I want to turn on some Cartoon Network. Okay. What do you, okay, real quick, what do you think we've learned about each other on this road trip?
1: That we didn't know already? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know that there was, I don't know. I think I saw you in a more vulnerable light than I ever (laughs) have. And it, it, you, I have this propensity to kind of hold people as like a pillar in my life where they like are unmoving. Uh
0: Uh-huh. And, and now that, I'm just... Now uh, you're a
1: human. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good thing.
0: You were so much cooler b- che- before... No! Me- che- 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 no! No, I get it. No, I totally... I... I... nobody's Nerfict, dude. <laughs> Let me just tell you. Because every day, we'll do something mean to ourselves and think somebody else is just the most amazing, perfect creature on the planet... And then you go on a road trip with them and you realize they miss every fucking turn. You got turn up They lost. You lose everything. <coughs> we've so many times on this road trip where we repack the car and I'm like, wow, we've got so much more room. What did I forget, though? Did I leave something somewhere? Is that why we have more room? She didn't leave anything except
1: for... Well, you miss a... You, you My mouse. Mouse. But that was like a group effort.
0: That's like baby shit. I mean, as far as like leaving things behind... I only lost the mouse and the key to the car. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You guys, she like, lost the key to the car. Soup's fun story. Anyway. Patrick saved us, of course. Anyway, you guys, it could always be worse. And that's what we were actually saying to each other a lot that day. The entire Yeah. I was like, you know, it could always be worse. It could be, be so much worse. It could be hot. We could have no food. We could And
1: not in like an ironic, like, like relating to the podcast, literally reminding each other. That's something that I also learned about both of us. Was that, sorry, I have so much congestion. It's, it's okay. in my ear. I know, I feel it um, in my brain. I think we worked as an okay team. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was terrible. And I think... <laughs> I think that all of this just taught me that, like, I can go on trips. Like, oh, hold on. Oh, I'm so sorry <laughs> for <Farm> that. Face.
0: <laughs> oh, you don't? Oh. Have, do you not have icy, cold farts like me? No, they're hot. Was it have hot? You seen how what was the temperature? It was just like a normal okay. temperature. Just not too hot. Didn't touch my butt cheeks. Really, okay. just kind of let itself out. <laughs> um, <laughs> it didn't give you a little. I think
1: if anything, it taught me no
0: on the way out. I know. No, it just out, let itself
1: you. right okay. out. Just an SBD. Okay. Um it taught me that I can go on trips like this with somebody without getting so annoyed with them that I want to break up with them forever. Oh, good. Which as far as I'm concerned so far That score it's not good it's not a good one.
0: Yeah, I um you now I've been told before that I'm just a I'm a crazy bitch who just can't, you know, get her shit together. But only one person told me that. Everyone else has said that I'm I'm pretty fucking easy to yeah, deal with. Yeah, you know, for that one part. person maybe just, like, couldn't get their shit together, and maybe they just want to project a little bit. That's kind of what I think. Okay, we got to close perfect. out, because I really, I can't. Yeah, let's I go can't. to let's go 90 bears. Okay.
1: Um, well, I'm not ready for night-night time, but I just can't breathe out of one of my
0: nostrils. Okay, well, let's just blow your nose. <laughs> oh God, God. Fuck off. So sorry. We've been just sick. We've been driving. We had terrible microphones last time. Terrible. We've got better microphones this time. I gave Laura a microphone to take home with her. Hopefully it'll be better.
1: It should It should be better than the one I got at Walmart.
0: I got so many videos to look through, you guys, that we took of us fucking... This <laughs> Fox. It's all been sick. There's
1: so much good shit in there.
0: Oh, I can't wait. Anyway, it can um, always be worse. We love you. It can always be worse. And And remember that we'll see you. You next next Tuesday. Tuesday. Uh, (laughs) Maybe it's just the forks motel. Maybe this
1: fucks. Oh, Oh. hard. Oh,
0: that ranch fox. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: name the next podcast episode that ranch fucks with no like no context to it in the episode